Welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, farmer sentiment took a downturn at the start of 2024 as the January Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer Index fell to a reading of 106, eight points below a month earlier. Compared to year-end, producers had a more negative outlook of their farm's current situation along with a weakened outlook for the future. Now, the current conditions index fell nine points, and the future expectations index dropped seven points, both compared to December. Anticipated lower farm income in 2024 significantly influenced the decline across all indices evident in the farm financial performance index, registering at 85, 12 points lower than a month earlier. The percentage of producers expecting weaker financial performance rose from 20% in December to 31% in January, while those expecting incomes to be about the same fell from 63% to 53%. A combination of high input costs and declining commodity prices generated a weaker financial performance outlook for 2024, according to the survey results. Well, the National Grange recently penned a letter to lawmakers expressing concerns over proposals to remove dams along the Snake River in Washington state. The letter alleges that dam removals would totally disrupt an entire rural region of our country that depends upon this infrastructure for clean electrical power, agricultural irrigation, transportation, flood control, recreation, and jobs. The National Grange believes that any plan to remove any dam in the Columbia Snake River system must include an equitable and robust economic transition plan. Now, the Grange is a social organization that encourages families to band together to promote the economic and political well-being of the community and agriculture and includes more than 140,000 members. The letter follows legislation introduced last month regarding the issue by Representative Dan Newhouse, a Washington state Republican. The Defending Against Manipulative Negotiators Act would prohibit the use of federal funds for being used in breaching or altering the Lower Snake River dams and prohibit the implementation of the Columbia Basin Restoration Initiative. Well, grocery prices, with some exceptions, remain high and could go even higher, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. It's sticker shock at the grocery store, and AFBF economist Barrett Nelson says input costs and general inflation are among the main culprits. Across the board with our grocery prices, we're still seeing pressures from the high input costs that farmers face. That, combined with the inflationary pressures that are still hanging on, are giving us this scenario where we're still seeing some prices rise in the grocery stores. The Washington Post recently reported that grocery prices have jumped 25% in the last four years, outpacing overall inflation of 19% with sharp jumps for beef, sugar, and juice. Nelson says egg prices have been more volatile as avian influenza took a toll on bird populations last year. They've come back down as we've seen these outbreaks kind of dial back. But we're still seeing some supply issues due to avian influenza that have kind of driven things back up in the $2.20 average range. Nelson says beef prices are stable for now but might hit record highs by next year based on the lowest inventory of cattle and calves since 1951. Higher processing plant and grocery store wages and post-pandemic shipping costs plus Russia's war with Ukraine have also spiked food prices including for grains and vegetable oils. And American Farm Bureau Federation urging lawmakers as well to pass a farm bill. We need a farm bill to provide that safety net for when farmers end up in hard times. So whether it be from a natural disaster, lower prices, higher input costs. Economist Nelson says whether it's high input costs or food security, a new farm bill can address both. 
Well, February's weather pattern is uh, maybe going to get a little more active in northern farm country. It's been unusually warm in much of the upper Midwest, northern plains, and the Great Lakes regions. Many parts of those regions haven't had a lot of snow either. Dennis Toddy, director of the Midwest Climate Hub, says the weather pattern looks to be more active at times this month. We are looking like we're going to continue the warmer than average throughout a good portion of the month, at least the start of the month, throughout the whole upper Midwest Great Lakes. I mean, if you like warm winters, it's good. For other aspects, I'm not sure it's as good. We don't want this much warmth that early. That could mean some more moisture is coming into areas that still need some. There is a more active precipitation pattern likely into the middle of February, the first couple of weeks. But then I think the outlooks were talking about that ending mid late part of the month. There is a bit more active period coming. And then as the month goes on, probably should get a bit quieter again. There are parts of the Midwest and Plains that still need some rain, but the situation may not be quite as dire as in 2023. Not as bad. The plains largely improved all last year while the center part of the Midwest was really dry. So the northern plains has not had much snow, so they're drying out a bit. We're not at a critical point with real problems yet, but overall conditions out there, there's no serious problems at this point. I'm sure they would all like to have a bit more snow to get a little bit more water on the ground, but it's not as critical problem or as, as serious a problem as we have centered on Iowa right now. And once again, that is Dennis Toddy with the Midwest Climate Hub based in Ames, Iowa. Well, a couple other uh, stories here as well. The February World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates out on Thursday show the 23-24 U.S. corn outlook calling for lower food, seed, and industrial use and larger ending stocks. Lower usage will lead to a 10 million bushel increase in ending stocks compared to last month's report. A season average corn price received by producers is unchanged at 480 a bushel. This month's soybean outlook is for lower exports and higher ending stocks. Soybean exports are forecast at 1.72 billion bushels, down 35 million from last month. With crush unchanged, ending stocks are forecast at 315 million bushels. That is up from 35 million last month. The season average soybean price forecast at a dime lower to 12.65 per bushel. The wheat outlook is for stable supplies, lower domestic use, unchanged exports, and higher ending stocks. Projected ending stocks are up 10 million bushels to 658 million. The season average farm price forecast is unchanged at $7.20 a bushel. USDA on the WASDE report for February also only made minor changes to Brazilian soy and corn production. They lowered the Brazil soy production estimate to 156 million metric tons, down from 157 in January. And they also lowered Brazil corn production down just a couple million metric tons to 124 million metric tons. The USDA also left the Argentine corn and soy production numbers unchanged in the February WASDE report. And also, the Energy Information Administration predicts renewable diesel production increase by 30% annually in both 2024 and 2025. In its latest short-term energy outlook, the EIA says renewable diesel production will average approximately 230,000 barrels per day in 2024 and expand to 290,000 barrels per day in 2025. In comparison, production averaged approximately 200,000 barrels per day at the end of 2023. Renewable diesel production capacity has expanded significantly in recent years. EIA data shows capacity was at 1.75 billion gallons a year in January 2022 and had reached 3.85 billion gallons a year by November 2023. 
Well, that is going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.